Learn how to build your faith in God's word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. Hallelujah. Shake somebody, welcome them to church this morning. Welcome them, hug them if they allow you. Just make them feel welcome as we take our seats. Praise God. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. All right, I just have um, a short time to share. I enjoyed the drama, though. <laughs> Hallelujah. I enjoyed it. In fact, even me, I hated the pastor when they... When all the accused and everything, I say, in short, this kind of pastor is this? Praise God. <laughs> I'm guilty as judged. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Mm. So, in case you are new in church or it's your first time, um, this Wednesday, 29th of January, is my birthday. Yeah. And um, so that's why they were doing the drama and all that. They just wanted to appreciate me. So don't be angry. <laughs> Praise God. All right. So, um, so that, that, that's why they did that, okay? just wanted you to know in case you're new. And also, um, the birthday is on Wednesday. Um, and we're having our first worship service at our new site that Wednesday. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, it wasn't planned to be like that, but everything just falling in place. You know, God is a perfect planner. There are some things he's planning now. It's years later, you will know. Praise God. So, amazing. So, hey, make sure you, are, you, you, you don't miss that Wednesday service. Nathan Bass is going to be in the house. Um, it's, it's a spiritual and scriptural principle. We are, we are putting worship first. All right? So, it's a very scriptural and powerful principle on that new site. All right, that the first thing we do there is to give worship. Um, usually, when they were going to war in those days, God always asked them to put Judah first, to put the praisers and the singers first. All right, very important. So that's why we're going there. The first ever service we're going to have there is going to be a worship service, and we have no other than a very anointed minstrel, you know, to lead us in that worship. So it's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it. Six thirty Wednesday. Close on time if you need to close on time, and all that. Make sure you're there. If you still don't know the venue. Is there anybody here? You don't know the venue of the new site. Let me see your hand. You don't know the venue. Raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. All right. Okay. So many of us know it. Okay, good. Those of you that don't know it, you're not many. It's fine. <laughs> come here and just sing for you alone. <laughs> if you don't come, we'll miss you. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I want all of you to come. So um, you can ask people for directions, but it's pretty easy. If you know Apple Junction, from Apple Junction, like you're heading towards Ago. Just that stretch of road, you will see a GT Bank after on your left going to Agor. You see GT Bank after the GT Bank, you would see an Anchorage Estate. You know, we are right next to that Anchorage Estate. It's opposite Imam. Is it Imam or Iman? Imam College. Eh? Imam na or Iman? Iman. Okay, but one Muslim college is opposite it. You you can't miss it. Um, you will see our cars, you see the banners, you see, where's Femi, is, is there a sign, is there a sign there now? Femi's doing hand like this, what does that mean? Is it there now, or is it going to be there? Okay, I don't trust him. <laughs> is he like, what's your hand like this one? <laughs> okay, so, 
So there's a sign there. You can't miss it. You will see all the noise going on there that day. So you can't miss it. If you still don't know the direction, please ask anybody. They will direct you. Praise God. I'm already missing this place. Yeah. We've been here for 10 years. Hallelujah. Are people should just go and leave me with just a few members. Leave me with like 10 members. Mm, we'll start again. People just go and enjoy your life. <laughs> Praise God. So, this morning, I just want to share a bit. Like I said, I have a short time um, to share. We'll be looking at the life of Abraham. Uh, God told us, look at Abraham, your father, and Sarah that bear you, how I call them alone, and what? Bless them. So that has been our text scripture. If I let's start from the real verse. DJ, give me. Go, go to verse. Hearken uh, to me, ye that follow after righteousness, and ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence you are hewn, and to the hole of, of the pit whence you are digged. Next verse. It says, look unto who? Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah that bear you, for I called him alone, and what? Blessed him. And what? Increased him. He said, look to Abraham. Learn from Abraham. Look at Abraham and see the lessons in his life. That's how to be a blessed person. That's how to live a blessed life. Hallelujah. And um, this morning, one of the emphases I want to lay from Abraham's life is the power of obedience. The power of what? Obedience. So in Genesis chapter 12, let's go there. Normal scripture we normally use. Genesis 12, verse 1, of course. The first thing I want you to pick is that now the Lord had what? Said. Now the Lord had what? Said. So the first step, if you want to walk in Abraham's blessing, is that you have to start hearing God. The Lord had said, and Abraham heard. The Lord had said, and Abraham what? Heard. Listen, if you're a child of God, hearing God is very important. Hearing God is what? Very important. Very important. As a child of God, really, if you cannot sharpen your own sensitivity and be hearing God, the journey of Christianity will just look hazardous to you, to look troublesome and cumbersome. And that's what happens to a lot of people. If, until you start to hear God, Christianity doesn't become meaningful. It's a religion. You will keep saying what other people have said. You will never have your own true experience of God. Somebody gets what I'm saying? You must have your own true experience of God. Or else you will keep saying, oh, this person said, that person said, you will not have your own encounter. You have God... You know, you actually have the capacity to hear God. You have the capacity to what? Hear God. You have the capacity to hear God. God said, and Abraham heard. God said, and Abraham heard. God said, and Abraham what? Heard. You must hear. Sensitivity. That's the first thing I want us to note. This January, when, 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 when we do fasting and prayer and do things like that, the main benefit of fasting is that you become sensitive in your spirit. Fasting doesn't um, twist God. 
you know, to do things he doesn't want to do. Africans don't know that. Africans think if I just fast, no matter how I'm living, no matter what I'm doing, God will answer. It doesn't, God is not cajoled by your fasting. What your fasting does for you is to prepare you, put you in a state where you are spiritually alert and sensitive. So if you're fasting and you're still thinking of food throughout, you're wasting your time. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? God said, and Abraham heard. Very important. Sensitivity. Sensi- look, look, things are tough in Nigeria. Agreed. Things are even tough in the world. Not even just in Nigeria. If you are going to enjoy the kind of blessing Abraham enjoyed, then you must be sensitive to divine direction. Can you, I mean, have you heard God? And, and listen, listen. <laughs> you know, and thank God, you know, I, I like the drama. They showed um, one, only one of those cars are my cars. The other ones, I'm just, I was just testing, looking at them. Yeah, so, because somebody think, ah, this guy has all these cars. No, I'm not the owner. I want to, but I'm not the owner. So, <laughs> you know, so people, but, but a lot of times, people look at um, a pastor, for instance, and say, you know, why is he so blessed? And many people are so poor. It's very simple. Very simple. There are many lazy people. And I've known this. I've been a pastor for 20-something years. I can tell you for free. There are many lazy people in churches. They don't want to do what the word says. There's no magic. There's nothing special I'm doing other than these things I'm teaching you. And they are working for me. And they work for anybody that applies them. The principle of scripture is whosoever. Whosoever. Everything God says, say whosoever. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever um, shall say to this mountain, everything is whosoever. Who, any, it applies to what? Everybody. Whosoever. But many people are too lazy to apply it. <laughs> so, I, I see the thing about people, once they are not getting as blessed as they want to bless, they want to blame somebody. So they start by blaming God. God, where are you? God, who are you? God, why are you? We all blame God. It's just that we do it respectfully because we fear him too by the other side. Guy, we don't kill me. So we grumble, we hate God, and after you blame God, who is the next person in line after God? The man of God. That one is more within your reach. You can abuse that one. You can't abuse God. He'll kill you. So you abuse his servant. I've been a pastor for 20-something years. I didn't start with any of those kind of lifestyle that is looking like now. I kept putting in the work and putting in the word. It's the same thing. Many people are lazy. Many people are lazy. You don't grow in any field without work. If you think, oh, pastoring just means you will have a great time. Wow. Come and start. Put now open in your parlor. Because this whole ministry started in my parlor. If, if we're not doing something right, it would have remained in the parlor. You can deceive people for a short time. You can't deceive people forever. I've been a pastor 20-something years. If I'm deceiving people in something years, I deserve to be rich. If I can successfully deceive people for 24 years, ah, I'm a great deceiver. And great people in any field, whether it's cocaine or arm robbery, if you are great in it, you must be rich. The word works. The word works. Whosoever. Doesn't care who you are. Doesn't care where you are living. Doesn't care your environment. Doesn't care educational qualification. Whosoever. He didn't say graduates alone. 
He didn't say master's degree holder. He says what? Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, for whosoever comes to him must believe that he is. Yeah? Everybody. Whosoever comes, call, I mean, comes to him must believe that he is and is a rewarder. See the word diligently. That's where many people cut fall off. Once diligence entered, woo, all lazy people have missed their part. So it's for everybody. But diligence, many are too lazy. Many are too lazy. Many are too lazy. Many are too lazy. Spend time on spiritual exercise to develop yourself. Spend time polishing your gift. Spend time, you know, studying. Studying your market. Studying the people you are trying to reach. Studying how to communicate better. Studying how to advertise. You already have the gift. When God called me, yes, I, that's the calling. I was in my parlor. That's where I started. Nobody starts big. Are you here, somebody? So we are busy fighting people, you know. Like I, like I was saying last week, poor people actually think that it's possible to buy a jet for posing. I said, how do you even come up with that idea? How do you come up with that idea? To manage 10 people takes a lot of wisdom and a lot of hard work. And you see somebody managing millions of people all over the world. And you think he's a joker. Come and joke with him. Come and join in joke. <laughs> Anyone that diligently seek him. When have you gone on a personal fast last? You must be hearing God. Because that's where your victory and success is. Not, not, not hearing the news. News, they have only bad news to tell you. What is God saying? That what happened to Isaac. Everybody was looking to Canada. God told him, Isaac, stay in this land. I will bless you. And the Bible said, in that same year, God increased them a hundredfold. He heard God. God had said to Abraham, and he heard. What has God said to you? You have never heard God. You hear that people hear God. It has never bothered you. You always just load yourself. Amala. Pandemian. Egusi. <laughs> Don't wait for church to declare fast. No, you must regularly go on a personal fast. By yourself. Every time we've had a major breakthrough as a ministry, it was because I heard God. Somebody get what I'm saying? Because I heard God. Because I was sensitive to something God was pointing me to. And that applies to any matter of your business. You must constantly be sensitive in the spirit because your breakthrough starts from where you when you hear God. And the second leg is when you obey. So it starts from hearing. You must first even hear. What is God telling you? How does God even speak? How does God speak? How does God speak? How does a believer hear God? Ah, you are waiting for one who will teach it in church. We have already taught it many times. Look for the CDs. Look for books. There are a lot of good books on it. Anything by Kerry E. Hagin on how to be led by the Spirit of God, how to, all the sentences about uh, how to find your purpose in life. This, if you see Kerry E. Hagin, buy it. But research. Hearing God, I knew it was an option. So today, Christians are lazy. They only depend on what they hear in church. You can't grow. 
just by Sunday, Sunday's church. You can't grow spiritually. Your spiritual journey requires you eating regularly. In church, sometimes what we serve is a general meal. You might need to take vitamins based on where there's deficiency in your life. Somebody get what I'm saying? If you are lacking in iron, you might need to take some vitamins to boost that one. You have constipation. You might need to eat more fruits. More fruits. <laughs> I get what I'm saying? You don't see where beans. I'm joking. That has no link. Because <laughs> somebody now going to eat beans. I'm just kidding. That was a joke right there. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. Like, eat one bucket of beans. Nothing's going to happen. You'll just be gassing. That's all that will happen. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? You need to still go deeper. All right? You're having health issues. You need to go deeper into the world. You're having financial issues. You need to pay attention to that area. You must be hearing God. Having marital issues, you must pay attention to it. God needs to be speaking to you. There's, there's really no Christian life without hearing God. It's a relationship with God. It's not a religion. Many people are still at the religion level where they don't know God personally. They're only doing what somebody said. I did a whole series one time on the difference between religion and Christianity. That woman that met Jesus by the well was in religion. He said, our father said. That's what she said. That's religion. Is, you know, you are talking about what has been passed to you. You don't even know where it came from. You don't know how, why they said so. The woman by the well. She was religious. She wasn't saved. She said, our father said. And Jesus said, you worship what you know not. So you don't know the person. You are worshiping. He said, but those, the time has come when those that worship him will worship him. In spirit and in truth. They will know him personally. Somebody getting this. So, build your spiritual sensitivity. How many series we've taught on spiritual sensitivity? Those were some of the things I paid attention to. When I became born again, and people tell me that they hear God, God led them, God guided them, I wanted that experience for myself. It has made a world of difference today. Being able to hear God. <laughs> people always ask me, John and Jonathan, at proposing to me, Pastor, who should I marry? I don't know. I can't. I don't even know you. You that send the chat, I don't know you well. I just see you in church sometimes. How can I know you? Then it's going to remain John and Jonathan that I've never seen. You see, that's what people like. Who like somebody to tell them what to do? God wants you to spend time with him so that he will tell you what to do. And you see, the beautiful thing about building ability to hear God is that you will need it for the rest we make billions of decisions. Some are not important. Some are very important. I mean, you can take one step off key and it will scatter a lot of things. Many people don't know that the way the things of God are planned, there's a path laid out for you. All your blessings are in that path. Every time you step out of that path, you make it difficult for the blessing to find you. Many people think God is a magician. He can do anything. He can, but he doesn't because he's a God of order and principle. If God can do anything, if that's how you operate, this world will be a scattered place. So he, to run a large system like this world of six or seven billion people, you can't be irrational. You can't be erratic. Or else somebody will give birth in three months pregnancy, and that will give birth nine months pregnancy, and that will give 20 months. Is that not how the world will be? It will be a mad place. Somebody can just be pregnant today and is walking and this week the child has fallen out. Because that's what you want. You want a rat, no plan. God put everything in systems. 
and then plan. So that that way he doesn't need to constantly intervene or interfere in the running of this life. So your own is to find his path, walk in it. A lot of your blessings are lined up in that path. They are lined up. You just have to be sensitive per time. Be in the right place. Do the right thing. Sometimes he's telling you to do something. You don't even understand why he's telling you to do it. When I, when I get to, if I have time, I'll get to obedience. That's part of the obedience. Some things he's telling you to do, you have no clue where he's leading to. But you must trust him. There's a path laid out for the just. Everywhere you see the path of the just. The path of the just. There's a path for the just. Say so your steps will be ordered. It's important to your blessing. Everything is linked. There are some people you need to meet today that will be useful to you in five years. And you must not quarrel with them. Because God is not a magician. Hey, we need people to send you what he needs to send you. Some of those people might not even be in the spirit. So sometimes, that's why you must have a good prayer life. I get what I'm saying. You'll be amazed some things that are delaying your blessing. I talked about that a bit last, um, on Wednesday. If you're not in Wednesday service, get Wednesday service. Get Wednesday service. Some of you don't come for midweek service. This is part of what I'm saying. The day you, God wants to talk to you, that's the day you want to miss church. We talked about it. I will just give one of the stories. Carry my time. I'm trying to manage my time. You'll be amazed the things that stop your blessings. You are praying and praying and praying. From the first day you pray every time, especially if you pray in faith, God has heard you. God doesn't accumulate prayer to keep it. He answers prayers. So from the day you have prayed, he has heard you. However, it might have been released from his own end. It is coming to an imperfect world. That's where praying in tongues matters. Because you don't know what's going on, but you need to constantly tackle things in the spirit. Remember the story where they said Daniel prayed, and for 21 days, the prayer didn't come, and he went to pray again, and God told him that from the first day that you prayed, I've answered you, but some people are some things are just trying to stop the blessing. That's how it is with us also. So you must constantly pray in tongues. So I shared the story on Wednesday service. I shared long on it, but I'll just mention one story. A man ago was sharing how that God taught him this principle and that he, he had a car he wanted to sell. He said the car was horrible, horrible car. The car had a hole inside. Old car, dead car. He had a hole that if his key falls out of his ignition, the key falls to the express road. It goes down because there's no, there's, every here is empty. The door, every, the car is dead. You know what I mean? You know those cars that are dead. He wanted to sell it. He said he put the car for sale and put for sale on it. He said for weeks, and, he needed that money badly. For weeks and weeks, the car didn't sell. So he was, God told him one day, pray in the spirit about this car. So he began to pray in the spirit. And he said the moment he tackled it in the spirit, one man appeared from nowhere and said he wants to buy the car. Just a matter of hours or days or so after he prayed. The guy came and he said, uh, he was trying to even discourage the guy from buying the car. Are you sure you want to buy this car? This guy is dead. The guy said, yes, I want the car. Now, the guy now told him. The guy said, from the first day you put this car for sale, I wanted to buy it. He said, but when I got home, my wife refused for me to buy it. She didn't agree. And he said, he mentioned the exact day he prayed again in tongues. He said, on so-and-so day, she just came out of the kitchen and said, go and buy your car. I'm never interested again. And that's why the guy came. Now, if the guy didn't share the story, he wouldn't know the benefit of what God told him to do. So the car was already, the person was already there since to buy it. Things, natural things. Because God doesn't control every human being. It doesn't work like that. Natural things were hindering it. Until prayer. That's where prayer comes in. So some of you, think you're praying for? God has said, I want husband. He has said, the bomb boy is somewhere looking at something he should not be looking at. 
So you must constantly pray in the Holy Spirit. If it's only English you're praying, you'll be praying off key because you don't even know where he is. You don't know anything about him. But praying in tongues is the Holy Spirit praying through you. It's always accurate. Somebody gets what I'm saying? You'll be amazed how small, small things. You want to start a business. You have, somebody just going to say, ah, don't buy from that boy. Don't buy. There are many people that are voting for or against you that you will never hear about. I like that girl. Someone say, ah! Ha, ha, ha. And the story might not even be true. Don't marry that girl. The two I don't hear about her. Sometimes it's even a mistake. They say Lillian, Lillian. It's not even your own Lillian. But you just assume it's your own Lillian. Say any Lillian. Shot anybody Lillian. It's not everything that is, 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 is spiritual that is causing it. It's my job in natural circumstances that you can tackle spiritually as a spiritual being. But you just leave it. That God will do it. No, he said you should do it. He said whatever you bind on earth, God, heaven will agree with you. It's you that will do it. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So don't just sit down. Hear God. Hear God. Be sensitive in the spirit. Be sensitive in the spirit. You will know when things are about to happen. Abraham had God. That's how he became blessed. Abraham, if you look at his story, throughout his story, he kept hearing God. He had God in this time, heard God other times, at the very important parts. He had God about when to go and give Isaac. He kept hearing God. Now, let me go to the second point. Obedience. That's even really what I want to talk about. Obedience. One thing about Abraham was that he was great at obeying God. And let me say this, guys. There is no affordable disobedience. There is what? No affordable this you can't afford it. You just think you can. Something will keep telling you you can get away with it, you can do it, and nothing will happen. God will forgive you, all those things. Yes, God will forgive you. In fact, as a New Testament Christian, you need to know that God doesn't even punish you for sin. Sin punishes you for sin. I'll say that again. God doesn't punish you for sin. Many people think God punishes, but God doesn't. If God punish you, you know that. Cause we normally tell somebody, God punish you. If God punish you, my brother, nobody you goes, they tell us the story. It's your relatives that be telling us what happened to you. It's not you that, if you are still telling us stories, God didn't punish you. Say, Pastor, how can you say God did not punish Go and sit down. You don't, you don't understand Bible. If God is punishing people, you, before you reach your turn. But if God was going to punish people, prostitutes, Long list, both home-based and <laughs> professionals. Uh, prostitutes now, there's home-based and professionals. God will punish them. All the, you say God is going to crash the plane. Ah, all the plane going to Abuja. <laughs> all the guests going to Lagos, Portacot, Abuja. <laughs> Portacot, Lagos, Portacot, Abuja, Portacot, Portacot, Lagos. Worry, come up. They're going crashes. You know how many accidents that will happen in a day if God was punishing people? One man is on high speed to a side chick's house. God was punishing sin. You think, you think, it would have killed many people. Almost all of us would be dead. Only two people would just remain. God is not punishing sin. Ah, I don't have so much time today. Anything called sin, God has taken care of it from his own end. Anything called sin. From his own end. That's why he punished his son. He punished Jesus on our behalf. Somebody said, but pastor, 
task for my past sins? What of my future sins? What of the one I'll commit today or tomorrow? Great question. At the time Jesus died, what you are calling your past sin was future sin. Somebody understand? I don't have time today, unfortunately. I wish I could explain. What you are calling your past sin now that, you know, God has forgiven me that one. Anything, as long as it's called sin, eh? when they punished Jesus, who were never nearly born. Your great grand, 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 Still covered. So it's not the day you give your life to Christ, the payment now stop going forward. No. It has covered forever and ever, as long as it's called sin. Now, this is the challenge. This doesn't mean you are free to be sinning at all. The reason why God needed to save us from sin in the first place is because of the damage sin causes. So many people misunderstand. They think, oh, God forgive us so that we can groove. No. He forgave you because you're going into trouble. He is saying now that you need to stay away from trouble. It's like when they bail somebody from police station. Does that mean you should go back to commit the crime? They will arrest you again. You come back to the prison why you needed saving in the first place. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So God's forgiveness doesn't mean go and groove. It means, hey, get out of trouble. If you go back to be grooving that bad groove, you're going to get back in what? Trouble. Not from God's end, from sin's end. Sin destroys man. That's why God hates sin. God is not a sadist that doesn't like you to groove. God likes groove. Just that, make sure the groove is not sinful because sin will destroy you. It's not because God is intimidated by your sin. No sin will you commit will make God fear. Say, hey! This boy, they drink, oh! Hey! This boy can fornicate! I never seen this kind of thing before. There's no... <laughs> There's nothing he has not seen before. Are you getting what I'm saying? He just knows that this boy has no clue how much this thing is affecting him. He has no clue. And I need to rescue him. Because he knows you don't know. It's like your child that is a small baby that wants to go and touch electricity. He has no clue what he's about to do. You know the impact. He doesn't know. So you are bothered for him. You are trying to keep him away from it. To him, he thinks you are trying to stop him from Like somebody, the child wants to go and play in the express road. You are knowing that he doesn't have the capacity to see all the cars coming. He doesn't know that some dr- drivers are drunk. Some drivers are mad. He doesn't know. He just thinks, ah, mommy doesn't want me to play. You are saying, no, son, play in the house. There's a way to play. You want to fornicate. Fornicate with your wife. (laughs) Do you understand? I have to use that language so that you get what I'm saying. God is not against your having sex. He's saying, have it with your spouse. Because having it outside, there's heavy traffic trailer passing. They will jam you. If they jam you. See, if a car jam you, your leg can break. If trailer jam you, your life will never remain the same. <laughs> you can't tell I can't jump person and you come out the work. You're, you're, um, <laughs> they will just piece up what they can join together. Just join. You can never be normal. Your hand feet come down this way. Your leg feet. They will just patch them. Anyhow they fit. <laughs> Let me try and move forward. <laughs> so, in, in Genesis 12, God told Abraham, leave your father's house. And the Bible said in the next verse, and Abraham departed. So a few things you must know about obedience. Number one, I have to run. I have five minutes to do this. I have less than five minutes. But it's my birthday celebration, so I can take it. Number one, you will not always understand 
why God is saying something. That means you, won't, you don't have to understand to obey. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't wait till you understand to obey. That's where many people struggle. They want to understand. You can never fully understand everything God is asking you to do. It's not possible. Not because you are, you're not smart. But there is no way you can catch some things. How would Abraham have known that obeying God will lead to us today in Nigeria being children of Abraham? How would he have known that? There is no way he can know. How would God have explained to him that there is a country called Nigeria? One day, people there in a place called DCC, he will say, which one is DCC, Lord? At that time, he won't have the capacity to appreciate what God was saying. Do you understand? There are some things God is asking you to do now that you can't know now. Some of you, the step he's asking you to take will affect your children and your grandchildren that you don't even know yet. So how will you know? You can never fully know. Some of you, the obedience you are doing now will benefit generations. That's why he became the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. At the time Abraham was obeying, he had no clue of Isaac. He had no clue of Jacob. Do you understand? I had a message, ah, no time. I have a message titled, um, The Unseen Reasons for Blessing. There are many reasons why you and somebody can be doing something and two of you are not blessed the same way. Too many reasons. One of them can include the covenants their parents had with God before you came. So you and this guy are saying, we both did bad things together. We both jumped fence. We both... One has a covenant with God that God must honor. Not because of the boy you jumped fence with, because of his father or his mother. And God said, I will rescue your children because you rescued my children. So you jump first with him, they catch you, they shoot you, you go to hell, they rescue his children because God owes all his parents to do so. That's why Isaac was in the land where everybody was poor. He was rich. Not because of him. God told him clearly, because of the covenant I had with your fathers. God told David that you will never lack somebody to be on your throne. Saul messed up him and his family vanished. David messed up God, replaced he put David's children. Too many unseen things going on. So your own obedience now can play, your children can enjoy it without even knowing why. So that's why you, you can't take it for granted. Just because you can't you don't see the benefits. Why should I pay tight? <laughs> Just because you can't see the benefits. You don't want to do it. Don't wait till you understand before you obey. Obey. I have to move quickly. I don't have so much time. This time. Second reason. Or second thing you don't do about obedience. Obedience has to be in full. It has to be what? In full. Too many people obey partially. Ah, I wish I had the time to read the story of Samuel. First Samuel chapter uh, 15. I'll give you the story. In mouth, because no time to read it. First Samuel chapter 15. Obey fully. The, the prophet Samuel came to meet the king. Um, in first Samuel, the king was Saul. He told Saul, Go and destroy the Amalekites. God doesn't want, God hates the Amalekites, has issue with them. Go and destroy the Amalekites. And they told him specifically, kill everything. Kill their men, kill the women, and destroy the cattle. Don't bring anything back. Saul said, here. Saul went there. Killed many people. Then he began to see that they have very fine cow there. They have fine camel there. So he, he left the king. He didn't kill their king. He also took camel and things from there. Ah, I wish I had the time to read it. When he got back home, Samuel, God woke Samuel and said, man, this guy didn't obey me. Samuel ran to the place and said, Saul, why didn't you do what? Before Samuel even said anything, Saul said, Samuel, where the man of God? He said, I have fully obeyed God. I have fully obeyed God. Meantime, we deceive ourselves. We deceive ourselves. You know fully well. You've not done fully what God says. You say, I fully obey God. Partial obedience is disobedience. Partial obedience is what? Disobedience. And many of us, we comfort our, our conscience that have fully obeyed God. If you pay your tithe 9.9%, you are not a tither. 
it must be 10%. So I paid 8%. Or I saw a man begging on the road and I gave him gala. I gave him 500 naira. That's my tithe. You're a joker. Big one. He said, I've obeyed God. Samuel said, I hear the sound of cow and goat in my spirit. He said, eh, we, 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 we left this cow to make sacrifice to God. And Samuel said to him, to obey is better than sacrifice. Ah! He said, the kingdom is out of your hand. He said, to obey is better than what? Sacrifice. Say it again. To obey is better than sacrifice. So, obey fully. Then lastly, obey promptly. Delayed obedience is also disobedience. Don't delay. Obey promptly. God said, go, go. They said they told Abraham, leave your father's house. Next verse says, and Abraham departed. Down the line. He said, give me your son, Isaac. Your only son whom thou lovest. And the Bible said, early the next morning. Prompt. There are actually people that make pledges <laughs> and they scam God. God is the worst person to scam. Because he sees everything. And you, can't, you, and you are even praying the next day like nothing happened. God, you're laughing. Say, this for you. Say, oh God, oh God, you are a faithful God. God say, you, you are not a faithful man. You have made pledge to God. You are buying ice cream. Are you okay? Prompt. Must be prompt. Must be in full. Must be what? Prompt and must be what? In full. There is no affordable disobedience. You can't afford it. Ask Abraham. The few times he's obeyed God, we, all of us are still suffering. The whole of the fight between the Middle East and Israel, and that is sprinkling to us today, is from Abraham deciding to sleep with Hagar. Brought Ishmael. And listen, God had to honor his covenant with Abraham, and he can't kill Ishmael. I don't know if you got what I'm saying. He, can't, he has to bless Ishmael. Come on, wonder, why are people in the Middle East blessed? Because they are still connected to the Abrahamic covenant. God told Abraham, I, I'm going to bless your, I, Ishmael too. I have to bless, I don't have time to read all these things to you already. He said, I'm going to bless Ishmael too. Because he's your son. God doesn't keep covenant with just you. He, he'll bless your whole generation. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Obey what? Fully. Obey promptly. Obey in faith. You might not know why God is saying to do, do it. Some people have made pledges and they will be gallivanting. <laughs> you are going on vacation. How? That's the sacrifice that we are talking about. It's what will provoke the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Receive grace for obedience. Receive grace to obey fully. Receive grace to obey promptly. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You can give the Lord a hand. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 80 
800-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.